Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Tonight we see the very heart of God. We see the very heart of Christmas. The center of Christianity, the, the kernel of Christianity, the sun that lights our hearts is justification. God coming to justify, to, to make humanity right, righteous with him. We who have sat in the darkness of our sinful hearts, who have waited for our guilt to be removed, tonight we have the glory of God shining around us. We see our justification. We see it hastening, in the hastening of the shepherds. We see it in the joy of the angels, and we see it in the pondering of Mary. Christmas is all about justification. Podcasts I listened to, The White Horse Inn, the host, Shane Rosenthal, went to the publishers and authors of, of the best-selling Christian books, and he asked them what justification was. Not one of them could tell him. Nobody had any idea what justification was. You know, this is the doctrine on which the church stands or falls. Uh, the only way someone can get into heaven or not, and, and yet what sells for Christianity today, literally, doesn't even know what justification is. Rather, what he found was that Christianity for them is simply emotionalism, or, or at best, decisionism. Christianity, for almost every popular Christian author, is about how they feel towards God, not how God views them in Christ. But their emotional experience of God, or at least of, of worshiping God, a religion turned upwards rather than downwards. And we have to be on guard against this in our own lives too, especially at Christmas time. You know, I have certain traditions that, that I have to do, we have to do every year because I did them once in my, in my emotional estate and was so pleasing that I, that I just have to do it again. Uh, every fall I have to go apple picking. Uh, every Thanksgiving, even though I don't really like football, I just have to watch football. Every summer, we, we have to take a vacation to a certain place. And, and at Christmas, we have these certain traditions, too. But if this is all Christianity is for us, if this is all Christ, uh, Christmas is for us, uh, where you know, going to church at Christmas simply is nostalgia, well, we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. And at worst, we're building our faith on, on the wrong foundation. Because... I can never have the same emotional state again. The emotion I experienced as a little kid, you know, singing Silent Night in German, Stille Nacht for the first time uh, with the candles lit, I'll never be able to recreate that feeling. And that's okay. Because Christmas, real Christmas, shows to us something far better, something much more meaningful and rich and wonderful. And we find it not by, by looking up to the sky, but turning our eyes downward to a lowly manger, 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Now to us this is cute, but this is really offensive. To find God in, in such a terrible place, a feeding trough where cows and donkeys eat. And this really speaks to the consumer culture that tries to make Christianity into a product that can be nicely packaged and sold. And without even thinking it, we buy into it too. You know, ask yourself, if you had to move to a smaller town uh, where you found a church with maybe only 10 people in attendance on a Sunday, could you still be a part of it? Or, or would it not have the experience that you're looking for? Does it stop having God's promise because of its size and its humility? Friends, our, our God was born in a barn. And this is the way that God chose to justify sinful men. Not by the great and the big and the powerful and the glamorous, but the lowly by becoming lower than us, by humbling himself. And the shepherds show this. The shepherds, when they hear this message, they run with haste. They leave their flocks, everything uh, that their lives depended on, and they run with haste to a barn. And so we are simply invited to come and adore him, just as the shepherds did. But again, we have a hard time of this because we have a hard time accepting what God gives, especially when God comes to us in such, such lowly, humble ways. And so it's hard for us to actually adore Christ and to enjoy the feast of Christmas. The way to, you know, the, the way to actually enjoy a feast is to not feast all year long. You know, we have salmon in our house for Christmas Day dinner. But if we did that every day, well, I'd be, I'd be really sick of it. Rather, the way to enjoy a feast is to fast. And so for us to, uh, to appreciate Christmas and to appreciate our justification, like the shepherds do when they run to Christ, is to fast. And I don't mean from church. Because what we do in church is fasting. Every Sunday we are admonished, especially in our epistle lessons, to abstain from worldly things, to not indulge in the things that the world does. And we even mirror this fasting in our liturgy. In the season of Advent, which we are just coming out of, we purposely pull back some things, and we don't sing the glory and excelsis. So that tonight, on Christmas, you get to have a part in the same joy that the angels did. In the liturgy just earlier, I began singing alone, Glory be to God on high. And you all responded together, just like the angels, and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. You know, there's a study done recently that found that one of the reasons that so many more people are depressed is that we actually have too much joy in our lives. It seems counterintuitive. But without going too far in the details, we have too many things in our lives that produce uh, in our brains the, the chemical dopamine, the, the chemical that makes us happy. We have too many things that give us pleasure, and so that in the end, nothing actually does. 
and worse, these things that are actually good for us and meaningful, such as the divine service, or, or even such as our families, we abstain from because we don't get that immediate satisfaction. This is why we need Christmas. Because naturally, our religion would depend on, on my happiness, my emotional state. It would go from earth upwards. It would begin with me, run entirely through my emotional state. But Christianity, the gospel message that, that Christmas shows to us, is completely from heaven to earth. Christianity is not my view of God. Justification is God's view of me, of, of mankind, as, as being made righteous through the life and death of his Son. You know, consider the angels. The angels are shown singing with great joy. You know, it's almost like they had this conversation among themselves up in heaven about who is going to, to, get the, to break the news and announce this to the shepherds. So they, they, they pick one of the angels to go do it. And all the other angels are, are like peering behind the clouds, watching the other angels. But they can't contain themselves anymore, and they immediately just all burst out singing uh, with joy. Well, why such joy? I mean, why did the angels care at all? Jesus didn't come for them. They have joy because in this way, God is actually showing to them what love is. The angels marvel at this. They never experienced the fall into sin like we did. So the way that they experience God's love is by God loving us. They watch God love us, and that brings them joy. And so they are overjoyed when they see God loving us in this way, that he sent his only begotten Son into the world, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And what are they saying? Glory be to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. The angels show to us that Christianity is not a religion curved upwards. They rejoice that God has favor toward mankind. That God loves us. And this is a love that's not simply felt. It's not something that, that, that simply lives in our minds if we believe it. This is a love that was actually born. It's a love that actually walked and talked and healed and forgave and ultimately a love that loved us to the end. Death itself. And this love is, is still born for us today through his holy word and holy supper. And so Mary shows to us by what means we are justified. Mary hears what the shepherds told her that the angels announced. And Luke says, she keeps all these things and ponders them in her heart. Think about what it means to ponder. You know, for us, it, it may be hard to ponder Luke 2. You know, even I have a hard time of this because we've heard it so many times. We hear it every year, uh, not only in church, but the Peanuts Christmas special. And so the temptation is to think, well, I already know it, got it. I already know what this is about. Let's just move on to some new information. But no, we don't got it. And, and at least on this side of heaven, we never fully will. 
you know, we have to allow ourselves to actually be bored sometimes, even, even with Scripture. I mean, why don't we read Scripture more? Because, because we get bored, right? We try for two minutes, then we immediately pick up our phones and we look up something on the Internet. We need to, to let this be deepened in us. And so if you spend just 15 minutes just, just reading Luke 2, adoring it like the shepherds, rejoicing in it like the angels, and pondering it like Mary. No, you may not have anything to show for your work necessarily. You may not feel anything. But that doesn't mean nothing has happened. God promises that his word actually does something when it's heard. It justifies. Or, in other words, it makes us holy. It makes us just. It makes us righteous. Because it's God's word and it's the truth. It makes us holy. We are made holy by the truth. And this is the truest thing that's ever risen from the earth, our justification. The word of God has become flesh and is born among us. And so we are made holy, we are sanctified, we are justified through the truth, God's word made flesh. And you receive this tonight as you hold in your hands the word made flesh in his body and blood. Christ taking on mass, forgiving our sins, and dismissing us with his blessing. So adore him. Glorify what he has done and ponder his words. Heaven has come to you. God has come to you to make you just and right with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the, in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.